Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show. With me today, as he is always, is the president and founder of Landmark Home and Land Company, the company which has been helping people build their new homes where they want, exactly as they want, across the nation and worldwide since 1993, and that would be Steve Tuma. Steve, how you doing today? It's another great day. Good. Got more projects, and uh, <laughs> it's kind of fun talking about these different details, you know, taking our experience from 25 years or more, and trying to help people out to give them ideas to so that they can sort out planning their home right you guys seem pretty busy i mean it, it just seems like your 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 building schedule is you know helping people design and build their homes uh takes up a lot of your time so we're glad you found time to be here well we have fun doing it and i, th- mm-hmm. I think that's the key point is actually enjoying what you do and you know taking pride and in, in helping our customers because mm-hmm. it's uh it's kind of fun you know everyone's project is different someone might say well it's a 1500 square foot three bedroom two bath home mm-hmm. but where it is or how it is or the type of people that are building it it, it really makes it completely different mm-hmm. and that's what we're able to do is take the time to uh make make sure the house makes sense for the customer yeah i, I thought today we might talk about uh, uh something we've we've touched on in the past but we haven't really gotten heavy into and that's uh uh, foundation type, the actual uh, foundation of your new home and fitting it to the land. You go out and buy a piece of land and uh, not every bit of land that is going to be is going to fit every house design. So um, if you don't mind, let's touch on that a little bit. Like why, why, why is knowing the site important to home design? Like, it, you know, sloped land, city lots, big acreage. Uh, how well should you know your site before you design? Well, it's kind of important because, um, you know, say if you're on the side of a hill, that could affect your driveway. It could give you the ability to have a walkout basement. It might give you a better view. It might restrict, a, you know, septic if you're in a rural area. If you're in a city lot, mm-hmm. generally they're limited in size, sometimes 30 feet by 100, sometimes 50 by 100, sometimes 100 by 100. So, you know, the house you can fit on there within setbacks and, and how do you get everything on there? Um, so just the slope of the land is something to consider. Is it flat? Is it on the side of a hill? Is it off a cliff? How big of a space do you have to build on? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you brought up acreage. Someone could have 20 acres, but there's two or three better spots to build. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't want to build in drainage ditches. You, you want to build in places where the septic or water and sewer connections make sense and utility connections can make sense. And sometimes it's just something where people enjoy the view and they want to take advantage of a certain situation that the land offers naturally. Mm-hmm. So the the reason it's important is you you want you want it to work properly. You don't you don't want to put a a type of home into a piece of land that's going to cost you more to build or it just doesn't make sense. Sometimes people don't realize that there's restrictions on the slopes of driveways to make sure it's comfortable to drive in. Cars need a certain turn radius to, you know, in order to be able to access driveways. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's a lot of, you know, just regulatory things which we can help with. Like I mentioned, the setbacks, where are the utilities coming in? Are they the front or the back? Um, and, you know, just a little bit of stuff to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, our customers generally will go through and say, hey, I found this lot. I want to put this house there, but we'll work with them to fine tune the other issues 
to make sure that it that it flows properly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people come to us and say, hey, I want a walkout basement, but they've got a flat piece of land. Mm-hmm. So there are ways to make it happen, but sometimes it opens up opportunity or sometimes it's a little more restrictive. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that, that's a key thing. And by the way, these different types of land can dictate different types of foundations. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> you know, generally, uh, people will build on basements, crawl spaces cement slabs and we're seeing more and more piers because of flood situations or hurricane situations mm-hmm. but you know so sometimes people just want to raise it because they you know there's a little flood in an area other people want to raise the home and build on piers because of the environmental impact mm-hmm. it's less impact you're not digging a whole area up so um and in some parts of the country there's foundations that are more typical Generally, in the southwest and California, people are more accustomed to slabs. You get into the Midwest, you know, plain states up north, uh, more more crawl spaces and, and basements. Mm-hmm. So uh, then you get into Florida, generally it's slabs. We have done some crawl spaces, you know, to take care of the slope. So sometimes, uh, you know, it takes a little bit of thinking, which we can help with to, to sort out the best way to take care of this. Well, you're, you were mentioning the different foundation types. Now, if somebody like me, and I just don't have a clue, uh, walks or calls you guys up and says, hey, I, I want to build my own house. I want to design a house, but I don't even know what a, you know, I don't know, I kind of know what a basement is, but what's the difference between a basement and a crawl space? And when you're talking about slabs and piers, those are, those are very different things, yet in my mind as the as the customer who uh first time builder those things can be a little daunting and um how much customer service can they expect uh, the customer expect from landmark just deciding those basic things based on where the land is well we'll help them through the process we'll need to know some details on the land so mm. generally if you're in florida on flat flat land you would build a slab but people have done slabs in minnesota as well mm-hmm. so sometimes it's a personal preference Sometimes it's driven by cost, but to go through and and determine that, yes, we can help someone sort it out. I'm working with someone out in central lower Michigan where they're trying to decide, hey, should they go with a slab or a crawl space? And it's becoming an economics uh, situation with them where they're going to go for their building site and their conditions. And it doesn't apply to everyone, but in theirs, they found that going with a crawl space is better. Mm -hmm. So basically... A crawl space, depending upon where you're at, and you know, in the south, it might be a little shorter. It might be a two or three foot stem wall, basically where the the concrete wall will hold the wood floor up. In other places, it could be four or five feet or even more, depending on the grade or or uh, or the uh, the frost lines. Mm-hmm. But we can help determine those. A basement is generally something that you'd use as living space, say. Seven and seven, seven and a half feet or taller, where you could go out there and, you know, put a little workshop down there, home office, additional mm-hmm. bedroom. Generally, basements are about eight feet or more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then piers would be more in the flood situation where there's a, a storm creates a surge where the water needs to run underneath the house. Mm-hmm. So you're not generally going to put a house in a basement, crawl space, or slab. You know, on the coast in Florida, it's generally going to be in, in piers because of the uh, the storm surges. So there's a lot of situations where codes will dictate it, sometimes common sense, sometimes people's budget, 
sometimes just personal preference. Mm-hmm. And that that's what we're able to do is, is walk through the process to determine what makes sense. Because sometimes people have a nice rolling piece of land and not realize that there's enough space there to put a walkout basement. Mm-hmm. So a basement is fine. You can have, you know, let's just say for simplicity, you can have a 26 by 40 house. You know, with just a basement, just a room down there. You could have a workshop, whatever. Put some windows in or egress windows for uh, future bedrooms. But let's just say part of that wall was exposed where you could walk out into a lower part of the yard. That then makes it more usable. It kind of becomes more living space. There's there's more uh, light coming in, more access to outside. So basements are very affordable ways to get additional square footage. Now, that's, that's uh, an interesting point you bring up because... A lot of for for many many years in this country, I mean that was kind of a regional thing. People in certain areas have have uh, basements, but people where I was born and raised, California, I ne- I never knew anybody growing up with a basement. Um, crawl spaces, yes, but not basements. But now with people moving around all over the country, uh, very few people stick to where they were brought up. Everybody just kind of ups and moves and. Do you see people from one region calling you up saying, well, you know, like I'm in Florida right near a, 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 a swamp. <laughs> do I, how, can I have a basement? And how do you deal with those situations? I'm actually working with a family in that exact situation. Uh-huh. But they actually have some land that actually has little hills in it that are actually big enough to put that walkout basement. Oh, wow. And like you said, in California, people are used to crawl spaces or slabs. Well, as they move into the mountains with houses that crawl down the sides of hills, mm-hmm. suddenly that lower level, what might originally be a basement, becomes a walkout basement. They may not see it at that, mm-hmm. but that that's the way it is. So there there are different conditions um, in different parts of the country where what's normal might might need to deviate because of the, uh, the ground conditions. But yes, we, we do end up with... Uh, different people that are accustomed to one thing where they came from and then they go somewhere else and and it's it's limiting um sometimes there's people that have grown up in two and three story houses back in the east big tall old farmhouses and then you go to other communities where they want to take advantage of the views and make sure that your house doesn't block someone else's they'll limit the height of the house Mm -hmm. so those are little things that we can work with. It's all easy for us to work with. It's all very interesting. And and the people that sometimes see these differences, they, they actually see the the benefit of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 know, you might not take a New England farmhouse and put it on the side of a hill in Colorado in a ski area. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have a different design. So sometimes people will, will say, Hey, you know, I originally thought I wanted this, but this is really what I want after they think it through or just you know, we have a couple conversations to help them uh, develop the house that makes sense for them. Mm-hmm. We're not going to tell someone what house they should live in. We're going to make suggestions, and they they might happen to agree. And if that's the case, uh, you know, they can move forward with it, or we can work with them on on the design that they want. But that brings up another good point. How much I've never asked you this before, but what kind of res- research on your end goes into it? Uh, just knowing what that plot of land that somebody's building on is all about. How much do you have to di- dive into that to know all these uh, answers? 
But we generally request details on site plans, uh, if if it's available, topographical information. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of information available online through the GIS and also uh, Google Earth. Mm -hmm. So we're we're able to to get ideas, and then a lot of customers will send us pictures just to say, "Hey, here I am on flat farmland in Iowa, or here I am on oceanfront in Florida, or in the Gulf somewhere, or here I am in a mountain range in in Colorado or California." Or, mm -hmm. Or in, or in Washington State, where, wherever it may be, to, to get ideas. So what we'll do is we'll work to get, get direction to clarify those points. So a picture can say a thousand words, but it can also leave a few things unclear. So if we see something, sometimes we could scale off of pictures. But a lot of times we'll just ask them to have a survey or a foundation guy go out there and look at it and say, hey, how big is that drop? Can we put a walkout basement there? And and amazingly, most customers are are pretty up to speed. They they understand this. They they have the vision. Mm -hmm. um, they might just need a little help tweaking it so it really comes together right. But they they understand that you know you need a certain amount of space for a walkout basement or a lookout basement or you know there's certain places you want to put your driveway or angle your porch. So we're mm -hmm. able to take that the the ideas that a customer have whether their basic ideas are, are more developed to, to put it into a, a finalized situation because, uh, Steve, we're, we're all able to go through and develop this concept of the house that we want. We have this picture in our mind, but getting that picture on a piece of paper, getting it permitted, getting it built, it, t it takes a little bit of work, and that that's what we're able to do is take the vision and, and bring it to life. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like, site planning is really important so let's talk about that a little bit and also uh, i'd like to talk about uh, i know building department requirements they they vary a lot from uh, location to location uh, uh, tell us about how landmark digs into that and helps the customer uh, get through those uh, those uh, situations where maybe they're not expecting uh, the building department to be quite as stringent as they are or whatever you know well, that's the interesting thing. You can go from building department to building department, you know, in towns right next to each other, and they can be completely different. And you can go within inspectors or plan reviewers within the building department and have totally different feedback. Mm -hmm. Overall, you know, building restrictions are getting a little bit tighter. Um, you know, in the East Coast, you see the, the hurricanes. In the West Coast, you see fires and you know, there's just a lot of different things that are happening. So the building departments uh, want to enforce codes that, that add to the safety and enjoyment of the home. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. So the the key thing is we've worked all over the country over in over 25 years developing different methods of to answering the questions. First of all, we review this, the project with the building department find out exactly what it is that they request, and supply the information. A lot of building departments will issue permits the first time. Others in California, you know, West Coast, Colorado, they might uh, develop a checklist of items that they need clarification or even items which they didn't originally request. Mm -hmm. And then, then we supply it. And that, that's something which I think is, is very nice and the support that we provide to a customer is they're not working on this on their own trying to figure out what this means. We're, we're here to help them. So we just get the plans. We get it to them. The customer turns the plans in, fills out whatever paperwork the building department may request, and then they get us the uh, 
you know, let us know when a permit's issued or let us know if there's checklist items. So we've got all the engineers, energy code people, site plan people, mm-hmm. professional designers, uh, engineers for plumbing, electric, and heating systems. So the chances of a building department stumping us are probably pretty low. They <laughs> they do ask some interesting questions, mm-hmm. you know. Just today I got some questions on things that I never thought it would be asked, but you know, they 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 ask, you know, for for whatever reason and we have no problem justifying. And that's part of our service. We we don't come back and say, "Oh, your building department's a hassle, you know, we're going to charge you more." It's it's just part of what we take care of. Mm-hmm. You know, we we understand it. Right. And, and I I work with the customers and the building department to go through that the, and make sure that the details are addressed properly. To make uh, per- permitting easy. By the way, most building departments aren't out to get you or make it hard. They just want to know that it's built right. There's a lot of places where there isn't enforcement where if people can do something wrong, they will do something wrong. You know, to save money, but it it affects the, uh, you know, the safety of a home. That's mm. generally what the codes are about. So it's it's not a big deal for us to, to move along and, and help a customer through the situations. Of, with any building department. Mm-hmm. Well, you were talking about strange and unusual requirements. Um, how often do you run into uh, a building department that's looking for grading and drainage? Uh, is, is it a good thing to have a, a grading and drainage plan? Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, generally, the places with floods, uh, they, they ask for it. Everyone has the situation or they've had a relative or friend in a situation where you know, a neighbor does something to their land and suddenly there's more water in your land. Mm. You know, they move a gutter, they do this, they, they, they add on to the house. So that addition creates a lot more rain that doesn't dissipate into the ground. It goes down a gutter and maybe they angle the gutter into your lot and suddenly your backyard is, is flooding. Right. So what, what ends up happening? Oh, and that's, that's more in a drainage situation, but then a grading plan is accessing the land, making sure that you can get into the land, get out, um, like say in a, in a mountain area, you know, in older areas, you might see driveways that are very steep or inaccessible or not accessible by, by fire departments, or there isn't enough space for a, a septic system or access to build a house properly. So sometimes the grading and drainage plans are done together. Sometimes they're they're individually. We've worked in parts of Texas where they don't necessarily want a grading plan just because of so much flat land in general, but they want a drainage plan to know that, hey, if you're in certain areas, if water is going to run onto your property, whether, whether it's you know just running across land or it's dropping out of the sky on the roof, to make sure it's taken care of properly so that you're not flooding your neighbor out. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of grading plans are happening in California, Colorado, you know, mountain anywhere where there's mountains because they, they there there could be restrictions on how steep your driveway needs to be, how wide your driveway needs to be, fire department access, emergency vehicle access, uh, different situations to make sure that a, a house isn't on a cliff for a landslide situation. So those those are situations that uh Ultimately, they they do help because I don't think anyone wants their house to flood. I don't think anyone wants to push the water somewhere else that creates a problem for someone else in the community. So 
some areas are asking for them. Others are not. Generally, if there isn't a big flooding problem, they, they don't ask for it. But, uh, you know, planning the house, understanding the topography, you know, this kind of ties into the basement. If you've got a slope lot, you might be able to put a walkout basement, mm-hmm. um, you know, and understanding how things need to drain so that uh, your basements don't flood or, you know, you just don't end up with uh, back out issues or your driveway um, getting washed out. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, it, it can get a little complicated, but we're here to help and, and do it. Ultimately, you, you don't want to save a dollar now and flood your basement next year. Right. You know, so so you want these things done. You you do want the house to be built properly so your car can get up it safely. So if emergency vehicles had to get in safely, so so that the the land is used properly. And a lot of people don't realize they say, "Hey, you know, why am I paying this engineer to do a, a grading plan?" A lot of times they pay for themselves because they find out ways to build your house or how to build it or a location in there that's more affordable. Mm-hmm. So it's just a little bit of planning. It could it could sound a little far out there for people, but in areas where they're uh, required, it's uh, it's it's a good plan, and we're able to tie the architectural plans in there to show that the grades are consistent with the architectural plans, the structural plans, and the grading plans and the drainage plans, so that everything's uniform and 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 sending the same message to the building department and also the contractors or subcontractors that would build the house. It sounds to me like. Uh, good grading and drainage uh, makes for good neighbors. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's pretty right. An example is my parents. They they have some people that live next door to them, and he's kind of a Rube Goldberg kind of designer, just kind of puts things together with whatever's there. Mm-hmm. And he got this nice little gutter that goes right by their basement window. Uh, I mean, you know, it's <laughs> anyone could walk by and see that, but sometimes people don't understand mm-hmm. or they don't see the issue. So... It's kind of nice to to pre-plan it, as we always suggest on paper, to to make sure that that it works. And it doesn't have to be a big, complicated process. It's just an understanding, just to make sure it's done right. Some some of this is just general details of sloping the land away from your house so that once water comes off your roof, falls down onto the ground, it flows away instead of creating puddles around your house. Right. Well, before we wrap it up for this episode of the Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show, uh, Steve, tell uh, potential customers and anyone else who might want to contact you guys over at Landmark Home and Land Company just how to do that. Best way is just give a call. Uh, Mike will work with people initially, and I I, I jump in when they're uh, ready to move forward. But Mike, you can reach Mike at 800-830-9788. You can email him at mike at lhlc.com. And you could uh, view our webpage at lhlc.com. It's just kind of the initials, Landmark Home Land Company, lhlc.com. Um, you can email me directly at uh, landmark at lhlc.com, and, and we'll take care of you. And, and we've also got Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, uh, Twitter, nice. uh, you, YouTube, so, so people can kind of check things out and kind of kind of see what we're doing but we're more than uh available to to review specific topics on on anyone's project and a lot of uh internet platforms you guys are on and you're not trying to be invisible that's for sure well the <laughs> pe- people in the the internet it's uh it's a big place right so we're trying to make it easy for people to understand 
how we can help them. Well, for Steve Tuma and myself, thanks once again for joining us. And um, have a great day wherever you are, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.